Super Talk Mississippi media production. Spring is in the air, and that means it's time to refresh your wardrobe with the season's hottest trends at the Black Sheep Boutique. Don't blend in this spring. Stand out with the Black Sheep Boutique with two locations to serve you in Tupelo or Saltillo or online at theblacksheepboutiquetupelo.com. Howdy, howdy. It's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Let's do this. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert. Good morning and welcome, everyone, to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Uh, Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and five music on this. Friday, y'all. What a week uh, it has been, ladies and gentlemen. The, uh, hmm, the tributes to our friend. The great J.T. Williamson, longtime host of this program, who passed away uh, just under a week ago last Saturday. It's been a tough week, but I wanted to start by uh, commending you, uh, Rhino, for really the credit goes to you for making yesterday's show, I think, a very fitting tribute. Uh, to JT, I know you spent a fair amount of time scrubbing through lots of uh, old content, and I thought your selections were were perfect. And Thank you. yeah, and and so most notably, I thought that sound, those uh, various conversations and and interviews, really just perfectly showcased JT's ability to converse on a wide range of topics, but it also completely illustrated his immense talent behind this mic. It's uh I freely admit it's it's harder than than I think most people think. And and JT had certainly, as a consummate professional, had perfected that craft. And it's clear he's beloved by so many across the state, but uh, kudos to you, my friend, for uh, the great work there. It, it, all I had to do is sit here and follow your lead and orchestrate a little bit, uh, and the interview, I thought, with, with Drake from Palmer Home and Merle from Blood Services and Malcolm Reed is so entertaining, and I, I like the way you... Uh, integrated and connected the the interview about meat that was that was fascinating that, that was just vintage jt right there oh yeah so appreciate that uh great work we uh we move on we are we are saddened we're heartbroken we shall never forget of course but it did help to hear his voice no question no question and 
And that's the way, you know, that voice we heard yesterday, that's the way we should remember him and remember his voice. I mean, that's what he's known for. When you get behind his mic, that's what you're known for. Oh, yeah. And that's the way we should remember him. No, no question about that. So, and we would be remiss if we didn't extend a hearty thanks and gratitude to management here and ownership here who has been incredibly fair and accommodating and professional throughout the entire ordeal. And so, you know, and it shows in the product produced by this company. When a company produces good products, it's because there's a good culture. Folks are treated right. I mean, that's just, I've talked about that before, you know, having built a sizable company with a diverse geographic footprint and multiple cultures trying to come together. I, I learned how complex that could be. But my message to the investment community is, yeah, it's real easy. We treat people right because they treat our customers right, and that treats the company right. And in this case, your customers are not only the advertisers that pay the bills, but the audience. The advertisers are here because of the audience, right? That's, right. that's what makes that that happen. And the, and the audience is here because the people do a great job and produce a good product. So it's a good company in that respect and a good culture. It's been fun for me being part of it. And so I just, but I just wanted to point that out to folks that may not know. I know that was difficult for you to pour through all that content, but you did a fantastic job, my friend. Thank you. So we, uh, yeah, JoJo and Bentonia, yes, Rhino rocks. William and Greenville on the ceasefire text line. Well done, Rhino. I totally agree. Uh, I also thought, again, kudos to Sam Kelly, who delivered the message yesterday. I thought that was excellent, spot on. It was a beautiful service and a very fitting way to pay our final respects and bid farewell. But I've got no doubt that up in heaven, JT, is he's grilling for his fellow angels, and he's behind that mic entertaining and informing. There's no doubt about that. And that's, and that's exactly, I believe, how we have to think about uh, the situation and, and find some consolation in that. And he has likely asked our dear friend Costas to say Wooster sauce about a thousand times by now. <laughs> That's a great point. That's right. Oh, man. Well, it is uh, the, a Friday ending a very long week, and we stepped aside from the flurry of news and politics to honor and pay our respects to the great JT. But he would want us to get back to business, and that we shall do. Uh, last night, I had the opportunity to attend the Mississippi Wildlife Foundation's... Oh, yeah, you got the sneak peek. Yeah, inaugural Heritage 100 event. What do you think of the trademark? It's awesome. It, it is just awesome. And I, I will say that for many years, there, the, there used to be a business expo annual in the spring that was held at the old trademark, and my company was an exhibitor. It's pretty much anybody around, 
especially kind of in the professional services world, because it was a business-to-business sort of event. Uh, was an exhibitor, and we and we did. We used to go all out. I mean, even in the early days of networking, set up a a network. Hey, look, look at these computers connecting to each other. That was a pretty novel deal back in the, believe it or not, in the late '80s, early '90s, and and uh, always a lot of fun. But point is, that facility, the old facility, it was uh, in disrepair then. Honestly, that's 25 years ago. This new facility is awesome, and Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce Andy Gibson pointed out that it's it's uh, consistent with his organization's commitment to genuine Mississippi. You hear him talking about it all the time. He said all the lumber, all the materials procured, I think the lumber, if I'm not mistaken, actually grown and planed is the way he put it in Mississippi. That's certainly possible. Uh, with our great timber industry, lumber industry. But it is a fantastic facility, I'll just tell you. And also got to do a little sneak peek of the expo coming up and uh, went around, traversed the the uh, the exhibit hall there, exhibition hall. Some really great vendors there and lots of cool stuff. Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen so many mounted deer in one place <laughs> some some big old bucks with some big racks on them uh really pretty cool but golly. i imagine it looks completely different than when i went to comic con a few weeks ago in <laughs> yeah, the same exact I building okay so you've been in the building. oh yeah yeah it's it's nice the it? air conditioning is fantastic i totally agree that's one <laughs> distinction i noticed from the old one it is also attached to the Coliseum. That it is. Which is very nice. And you know, the other thing that struck me was uh, the the entry area, the uh, just the entrance to the facility. The other one was, I don't know, uh, not very efficient. Let's put it that way. This one, I think, is well designed. Of course, we learn a lot about that sort of stuff, like anything else. That, that applies to, to uh, construction of commercial facilities such as that as well. But really a nice a nice place, and uh, saw a lot of people, and uh, got, to, got to mingle with lots of good folks, lots of great fans of the program as well on hand, and some folks that have listened and came up, shook my hand, say enjoy the show, so forth, and, and of course extended their condolences about JT as well. Everybody very saddened by that, as you could expect, so... Anyhow, we'll take a break right here on the JT Show. Coming up on the program today at 11.05, Lee Childress, superintendent of the Corinth County School District. And then at 12.05, Russ Latino, president of Empower Mississippi. That should be an interesting discussion about these billions of dollars that have been dumped in the state of Mississippi by the federal government. And more on the way. And He's going to talk about where all that money has been spent. What we're getting for it? we got a lot of other stuff to talk about as well. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'll be right back. Hey, 
I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat, air conditioning, refrigeration, phones, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator. After sensing a power outage, a Generac Generator automatically restores your home's power, whether you're home or away. Power your life with a Generac Home Standby Generator. In Central Mississippi, contact Generator Technologies at 601-862-3419. That's 601-862-3419 or online at generator-tec.com. Hello, friends. This is Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce. If you love agriculture and the great outdoors, and you don't want to miss the exciting new Ag and Outdoor Expo. 60,000 square feet of everything for ag and hunting and fishing, all on display in the brand new Mississippi Trademark, August 6th, 7th, and 8th. Put on by the great folks at the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, and sponsored by Southern Ag Credit. Shop great deals on the latest guns, gear, clothing, and equipment. There's fun for the whole family. The Axe Women Loggers of Maine, the Fetch and Fish Dog Show, and the Big Buck Contest, Mississippi's largest display of trophy bucks. Saturday night, you don't want to miss the concert featuring national headliner Tyler Farr and hot Mississippi artist Adam Doliak and Hannah Everhart, along with Corey Smith. The Mississippi Ag and Outdoor Expo, August 6th through 8th. For more information, visit MississippiOutdoorExpo.com. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to AutotrimDesigns.com. Hi, this is Anitra over at McBee's. I'm the kitchen manager there. Come enjoy our blue plates for under $10. Monday through Friday. From 11 to 2. Monday, we have meatloaf or chicken spaghetti. Tuesday, we have beef tips or chicken breast. Wednesday, we have fried pork chops or pot roast. Thursday, we have spaghetti or chicken fried steak. Friday, we have fried catfish or pulled pork or chicken or mushrooms, green sauce. And every day, hamburger steak or chicken sweets. McBee's on Lake Harbor. You can dine in, take out, or have them cater. And the perfect spot for any size party, too. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Now, 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 back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino. Great news, everybody. On Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi.
That's one of those little-known tunes by Yes there, isn't it? This is actually a song suggestion from uh, former U.S. soccer player Alexi Lalas. Oh. It's from several years ago, but I he has his thing on Twitter where he does hashtag Ask Alexi. Yeah. And I just, on a whim, one afternoon, sent him, hey, what Yes song should I play? <laughs> and he said, hold on by Yes. How about that? Because Yes is one of his favorite bands. How about that? You I, may remember him. He was back in the, the 94 World Cup when we hosted it. Yeah. He was the redhead with the big goatee, the defender. That's him. I'll be darned. So, yeah, we have a perpetual song request from U.S. soccer star Alexi Lawless. Are you like soccer pals or? No. That's the only interaction (laughs) we've ever had was on Twitter. (laughs) That's pretty cool, though, that he responded. Well, you know, uh, of course, being the Journey fan that I am, I I track all the various Journey sites, including Neil Sean, the famed guitarist himself. And uh, he's interacted with me a couple of times on Facebook. You know, I like almost passed out when he did. I was overcome, <laughs> overclumped. <laughs> I told you when I went to see him a couple of years ago, I was so close, he gave me a pic. I said, NS is here. Somebody recommended I get it framed or something. <laughs> uh, and they're touring again. They were at the Chicago Lollapalooza oh, yeah. last week. And uh, last weekend, I think. And so good to see, good to see just concerts back in general, right? Live, they're nothing like live concerts. Just nothing like it. Uh, oh wow, yeah, they got a full tour date. Yeah, back, um, and they sell them out. I mean, they're they're crazy people like me that are sort of groupies, I guess. <laughs> and that we you got two shows in one day in New York. Are you kidding me? That, yeah, that you know. Uh, it wears them out, doesn't it? I mean, you just play it up there two or three hours, no matter what instrument you're playing, or if, even if you're just a vocalist. It's very exhausting. Well, if if you look at the the money behind the music, touring and live performances, and especially the merchandise sales and all of that that go with it, yeah, is really where they make their big bucks. Yeah, outside of starting brands and and having other fingers in other industries like you've got some of them that'll develop alcohol or that'll develop shoes or something and they can make a lot of money doing that but just music the big money is in their tour and the merchandising because their album sales they get a tiny sliver of that pie a big chunk of that's going to the studio or the the company producing them making sure their name is out there which i get it that's a budget but yeah they don't make a whole lot on album sales. They make it on the road. Oh, I, I'm glad. That's why they're that. willing That's to go do it. so okay. hard. It make, makes sense. Well, the last time I went to see him perform, I think it was three years ago before everything shut down, and at Smoothie King uh, Arena down in New Orleans. It's packed, twenty five thousand or so. But I, I suspect this is common for these touring uh, performers like this. But they had like a VIP package. Is what they called it. And you got to go in early, and they gave you a lanyard that had the. It was that's when Journey was touring with Def Leppard, and the lanyard was like a in the shape of a big uh, pick guitar pick VIP. It's pretty cool. Had the Journey and the and the Def Leppard logos, you know, on it. But there was like a little reception, and I'm guessing there was maybe 200, 300 people that had bought. It's a, it's expensive, you know, the VIP gig, 
and had a little reception with hors d'oeuvres and drinks and stuff. But the biggest part and the reason I did it was you got first dibs at the merchandise. So you got to go shop early before the crowds, because oh, yeah. then the lines are a mile long. And but, they only got know. a certain amount. I mean, yeah, exactly. they probably got more boxes on the truck, but they're not going back out to the truck to unload it. If they sell out, they sell out. You're exactly right, because the last time I went, that's what happened. And everything I wanted, they had it on the display. You said, well, I want one of those. We're out. In your size, of course. You oh, know? Yeah. So, uh But going early, you got the pick of everything you wanted. That they ought. You're exactly right on that. So that makes sense. That's why they do it. That's where a big chunk of their revenue comes from. Their earnings makes perfect sense. But anyhow, just glad to see that that's back. And of course, we've had uh, we've had uh, the Ardenland guys right on the, on the program, and they've been promoting outdoor concerts over here in Ridgeland at the Renaissance. Is another one coming up? Is there not? I, think, I believe you know, so. Yeah, I think we got that uh, in our info for today. But nonetheless, a uh, lot of stuff. Going on. Also, August the 11th coming up is National 811 Day. The day serves as a reminder for residents of Mississippi to always always call 811 before you dig. This is so that utility companies can mark the lines on your property. Nearly two in five homeowners will put themselves and their communities at risk each year by digging without calling 811 before they put a shovel in the ground. Local 811 can be reached at ms811.dot.dot.org or ms or the MS 811 app. You can also dial 811 if you call within the state of Mississippi or 800-227-6477 to submit a request or learn more about submitting a request. So be careful out there, folks. Don't don't go sticking a shovel in the ground. Sometimes you just don't know what's underneath there. It's real easy. They come out, they mark it, stay safe. Yeah, I mean, besides the injury you could cause to yourself by electrocution if you hit the wrong line, Yeah, which if you avoid that, you've just knocked out power and all the people on that line are going to be a little hacked off because it's warm and they want their AC. But... Say you dodge the electrical lines, you could still knock out that wonderful fiber to your home or any uh, any other of the niceties, and you're still going to make your neighbors very upset. Yeah. Uh, so just I, imagine if somebody was out digging in their yard and you knocked out your cable and Internet. How happy would you be with you, that? You would. You know, in the IT business, we dealt with, with fiber cuts all the time. Sometimes it'd just be random out on the interstate somewhere because a lot of folks probably don't realize that a lot of the fiber that uh, traverses this country, it is uh, installed, it's, it's buried in the medians on interstates. A lot of it is, certainly protecting the major towns. And uh, it, it is often in this orange sheath, plastic, uh, flexible conduit, but it doesn't matter. Sometimes stuff happens. They're working on light standards, bridges, et cetera, and they just they just cut. And you you experience. And this is why you have to have redundancy and resiliency because you can't rely on one single physical connection. You have to have multiple to ensure and protect against outages. So anyhow, all right. So just to make sure to clarify, Lee Childress, superintendent, uh, one of our listeners said that. I, I called uh, Mr. Childress, uh, Childress the 
superintendent referred to as the superintendent of the uh, Corinth County Schools. If I did, I didn't mean to, and I know I recorded a video this morning where I was careful not to, a teaser about the show. I, I do realize that it's Alcorn County, and Corinth is a town, the county seat, I believe, of uh, the county. So, anyhow, I apologize if I if I mess that up. Uh, these listeners, they got me on my toes here, I guess. They will but do that. I do realize that Corinth is uh, not a county. It's Alcorn County. So, my good friend, Representative Nicholas Bain, Nick Bain up there, uh, and Senator Daniel Sparks, I alerted them last night that uh, Mr. Childress would be on. He's going to talk about this explosion of COVID cases and how that affects schools and school districts and and how they're handling the mask mandates. Very strong feelings on both sides of this argument. Uh, talking to a friend who is a member of a, a local area school board said, we got just as many people clamoring for masks to be mandated as we do masks to not be mandated. So the country just seems like it's dividing on this issue, on this whole mask issue. What's really bothersome is why can't we get a consensus on whether or not masks offer any sort of protection and which sort of masks do? You see doctors saying they don't do anything for you, and you see those that saying they absolutely protect you. Who are we supposed to believe here? It's it's frustrating. Sadly, like many things in life, the truth lies somewhere, somewhere in, in the middle. middle. I totally agree with you. I completely agree with you. The but hyperbole a, on both in sides. In a polarized society, that, that doesn't move the needle. Because nobody's in the middle anymore. We've all gone to our corners, have we not? Or at least the folks in the middle aren't really all that loud compared to the folks on the extremes. I totally agree. You know, earlier in the week, before we go to break here, we announced about Disney and Walmart instituting vaccine mandates. I said you're going to see a cascade before the week's out. That's what's happened. We'll talk about that when we come back. Stay with us on the JT Show. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Mostly cloudy conditions today, slight chance of rain, high near 90 degrees. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 71. Your Saturday, a 20% chance of showers, sunny skies, high near 94. And for your Sunday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms, sunny skies, high near 96. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? (sighs) Green. The new degree of comfort. 
DNS Diamonds is a quaint little jewelry store located on Market Street in Flowood. Our specialty is offering great values on jewelry you typically won't see in other stores. From antique and estate to our own custom designs, from decadent to affordable, you never know what you'll find on your next visit to DNS. And if you have unwanted, broken, or out of style jewelry, we can purchase it, consign it, or help you repurpose it. DNS Diamonds, where the end stands for Newton. 144 Market Street between Mia Bellas and the Great American Cookies. Hey, this is Brad Harbor at the range in Gluckstadt. If you ever found yourself in a life or death situation, do you possess the mental and physical skills needed to survive? We are offering defensive handgun classes taught by someone who actually lived through such a deadly encounter. Dr. Larry Goldstein, if you want to be better able to defend yourself or your loved ones, you can sign up now at rangebyjimmyprimos.com or call us at 601-746-2202 for more information. For almost two decades, Southern Ag Services has consistently delivered step-change agronomy to farms across the Mid-South. Soybean production in the South experienced exponential yield gains improved by the attention to detail farmers are used to experiencing when using Southern Ag Services. Our professional consultants, research and development staff, innovation group, and ecosystem services platform has the potential to power your profits with dirt road credibility and solid science. Find us in your community or look for us online at www.southernagllc.com. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Hospitals across Mississippi are dealing with a surge in COVID-19 cases and nursing shortages. Singing River Hospital System on the coast is almost at capacity. CEO Lee Bond says there are 118 patients with COVID across their three hospitals. 38 are in ICU and 22 on ventilators. The youngest patient is only 14. Our record in the wave last uh The last big wave was, I think, 94 or 95. I can't remember. Bond worries those numbers could swell even further over the weekend. And a man and woman wanted in a child sex abuse investigation in Jones County have been arrested. Bill Nathan Saul was arrested last week and charged with sexual battery of a three-year-old. Bond was set at 35000 Nicole Harris surrendered on Wednesday. She was charged with sexual battery and felony child abuse. Harris was released on $15,000 bond. I'm Andy Davis. The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. At Pearl River Resort Casino, we're keeping it real safe for our employees and guests. Electrostatic spray, chip cleaning, and mass thermal temperature scanners are in use throughout the property, including advanced UV cleaning technology to keep rotating handrails safe to touch. State-of-the-art air filtration systems keep the air you breathe safe and clean. So get back and play at Pearl River Resort Casino. We're keeping it real. Real fun, real winning, real safe. 
Gardening is one of the most popular hobbies in America, with the average gardener spending five hours a week in the garden. In Mississippi, keeping a healthy, beautiful garden is practically an obsession. But if you have questions about gardening, there's no better person to answer them than the garden mama, Nellie Neal. So whether it's gardening basics or troubles for the more experienced gardeners out there, the garden mama has the answers for you. Saturday morning, starting at 8 on Super Talk Mississippi and Super Talk TV. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone the jt show super talk mississippi gerard and rhino on this friday y'all so uh just to kind of continue on the uh topic of school boards with uh mr childress joining us the superintendent of the uh corinth city of corinth school district coming on the program after the 11 o'clock break so the school boards in Mississippi hire the superintendents of the districts, and they negotiate compensation. They're the ones that determine that. Superintendents are not elected officials. The, the school boards are. And there was a recent report, I think it was the auditor, Shad White, if I'm not mistaken, where he highlighted... I think it was called Fat Cats or something like that, where he highlighted a number. I think that was the Center for Public Policy. Uh, Center for Public Policy. That's right. Uh, I think Shad chimed in on it, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Actually, you're right, because Douglas Carswell, the That's CEO, correct. was, I think, on Fox News discussing it, right? That's right. So, so excuse me. Thanks for correcting me on that, Rhino. So, Center for Public Policy did that work. And they uncovered and revealed a number of mainly superintendents, I believe, including the the superintendent of the Department of Education, Ms. Carrie Wright, all of whom are paid more than the governor. And there's there's no law that prohibits that. Again, they're hired by the school boards, and the school boards are are elected by the people. In the case of the Department of Education, the Board of Education is appointed by, I don't remember the number of seats each appoints, but the governor, the lieutenant governor, and the Speaker of the House combine to appoint, which I, which then have to be approved by the Senate, a confirmation, but they appoint those. The governor gets more than the lieutenant governor who gets more than the speaker. I don't remember the exact number, but that's how the board is is uh, formed and comprised. They then hire the superintendent of education, and they determine the pay. There was a time at which the 
uh, superintendent of education, the K-12 education's pay, there was a law that required that pay. It was tied to the director, the commissioner of IHL, the Institutes of Higher Learning. And I think, it, if I'm not mistaken, it had to be like 85% minimum of the pay. So the IHL commissioner is a highly compensated position. It's over $400,000 a year. Pretty sure. Might want to look that up, uh, Rhino, as I recall. And the Department of Education, uh, the superintendent's pay was tied to that, a, a, I think 85%. That law was repealed just before, or it could have been the, the sunset on it. I don't, I don't remember. But it was not in effect when the Board of Education hired the present superintendent of education. But they've sort of carried on that, that same approach, and that's how that, that pay is based. But nonetheless, Center for Public Policy did highlight a number of these superintendents across the state. You're probably familiar with the situation up in Holmes County, which is a failing district, and there's a move afoot for the Department of Education to assume control of of it. And I want to say the superintendent up there uh, rakes in about 171k a year. Now we could argue till the cows come home about what's fair pay for these positions, and I don't necessarily think that there's there's any merit to comparing that to what the governor makes. I, I you know I know that that tends to be kind of the benchmark, but those are elected positions, and folks that run for those positions understand what the compensation is, and they do it voluntarily, many of whom, frankly, could make more money in the private sector. So there's a reason why they've chosen that vocation in lieu of the private sector. And I I won't attempt to uh, uh, explain and presuppose what their thought processes are. Uh, We would have to ask them, honestly. So I won't do that. But just explaining kind of the difference between one who is elected, whose pay is set by the government, by statute, and one who is hired, much like the way a private sector board CEO scenario works, where you've got a school district, which is the board of the district that governs the district, and hires the superintendent and sets the compensation. So those are just mutually agreed upon terms and conditions. You know, I guess what I would like to see is more more measurement and more merit-based pay. You know, if if you're hired, I, I just I know serving as a CEO when we went and started buying companies and we we uh, became a more institutionalized entity. We had a board of directors, but more importantly... Well, like how they set up the, the contracts for football coaches. Very similar. Where, hey, if you win this many games in a season, you get this kind of bonus. Yeah. If you get to the SEC championship game or the SWAC championship game or the ACC champion, whatever, if you get to the conference championship game, you get another bonus. You get to the playoffs, you get another bonus. You get to the title game, you get another bonus. You win it all, you get a big bonus. But more importantly, if the board don't like what you're doing, you're gone. In the case of a football coach, right. it could happen at 
on a whim, right, in the middle of the night, any second in time, you get the call, say, you're you're done. Come clean your stuff out. You can get left at an away game. <laughs> That's a good point. You're not on the bus. Hey, away from <laughs> Good point. And, you know, I, I've always sort of made that point in kind of a tongue-in-cheek fashion that, as the chief executive, you have no rights as far as that's concerned. They show up and say, ah, we, <laughs> we don't like the color of your shoes. It doesn't really matter. You're gone. You do that to employee lawyers, darken the skies, right? And, and that's kind of how we've gotten. So I'm not asking folks to feel sorry for them. I'm just explaining the difference in, in that respect. But in the case of, of uh, a superintendent, I mean, they've got to be measured, in my view, and they should be compensated accordingly. And I don't think most folks would have a major problem with uh, a school district, let's say Holmes County School District. If if the superintendent's making 170 k a year and it's an A or a B district, folks probably say, yeah, that's worth it. I mean, that's a... A minuscule amount of money relative to the amount it takes to operate a, a district. but And the difference is when you're an elected official, you essentially have tenure, that being your term. And so even though you might be performing poorly, it, uh, only uh, going back to the ballot box do you lose your job, assuming you can run for re-election. Which is one of the risks, by the way, of term limits. I, there's a kind of a pro and a con there. I know a lot of folks. Yeah, are, that's why I was going to say the de- the debate has very quickly in the term limit conversation that that conversation has become a debate between term limits and a recall process. That's right. Good point. So, and I know that we've got a couple of folks. Uh, Thomas and Greenwood. He is a staunch advocate of the recall process, although. I don't agree that the folks he thinks would be easily recalled would. I think that's where we depart. It also costs a lot of money, fact is, to, to uh, conduct a recall. We're watching that play out in California. And, you know, it does look like that Newsom's got a bit of an uphill battle out there. And you got to think that the shenanigans happening in New York with respect to the perv Cuomo, the creep, is even what the New York Post is calling they had a great, uh, you know, they have great covers to the to the uh, the hard copy publication. They had one a couple of days ago, and it was uh, it was a meme, a Photoshop, and it had a, a like a prize fighter in the corner laid out. You could tell it just been hurt, kind of hanging on to the ropes there, but it had his head on it, and it said "Creep on the ropes." <laughs> so true, though. But he doesn't even have any Democrat support. But the nut's not going to, he's not going to resign. And yesterday there's film of him, there's video of him at the mansion out by the pool (laughs) soaking in the rays with some female, I guess an assistant or something with with uh, an iPad. I guess they're strategizing on how he's going to stay in office. But uh, just really talking about the recall process, I do think that's going to affect Newsom and the entire Democrat Party. That's why they're trying to get rid of him. He's kind of he's kind of cast a bit of a shadow over the party and he's taking them down. I think that's going to play in the Republicans' favor, personally. We'll step aside right here for a break. We'll come back. Stay with us.
Since 1920, many great beginnings in Mississippi have begun with a diamond from All Britain's Jewelers. Since then, we've changed in many ways, except in our commitment to our customers. Hi, I'm John All Britain. At All Britain's, we realize how important a diamond is to you. That's why our trained gemologist inspects every stone we sell. Whether you're buying your first diamond or celebrating your 25th anniversary, you can be confident of our quality and value. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen All Britain's as their diamond store. I've got to get that fixed. Uneven driveways causing headaches? Helms Polyfoam will fix it without tearing up your driveway in the process. We inject polyfoam under settled concrete to stabilize it in a matter of minutes, not days. Polyfoam is used on runways, railways, and highways, so there is no question it will support your driveway. We also repair seawalls, sidewalks, pond dams, retaining walls, and unstable soil. Visit HelmsPolyfoam.com or call Helms Polyfoam at 601-966-7821. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange of Surrey Cotton was up 75 to 91.44. March Cotton was up 69 to 91.08. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, November soybeans were up 6 and a quarter to 13.34 and 3 quarters per bushel. January soybeans were up 6 and a half to 13.39 and a half per bushel. December corn was up a half to 5.53 and a half per bushel. March corn was up a quarter to 5.61 and a quarter per bushel. At the Mercantile, October live cattle was down 130 to 126.25. December live cattle was down a dollar to 131.77. October feeders down 80 to 163.05. November feeders down 72 to 164.82. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up 135 points, 35,203. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network. If you purchased Super S Super Track 303, Super S 303, Cam 2 Pro Max 303, or Cam 2 303 Tractor Hydraulic Fluid from Tractor Supply, Orschland, Rural King, or Atwoods, you may be entitled to a cash payment as part of a class action settlement. Learn more by visiting 303TractorHydraulicFluidSettlement.com or calling 866-742-4955. These specific products fail to meet OEM specifications and viscosity requirements and could also cause severe damage to your equipment. This notice is authorized by the federal court and is directed to those who bought 303 Tractor Hydraulic Fluid from Tractor Supply, Orschland, Rural King, or Atwoods between December 1st, 2013 and the present. Your claim deadline is December 29th, 2021, and you may be eligible for a monetary award. Act now by visiting our class action website at 303tractorhydraulicfluidsettlement.com or by calling 866-742-4955. 
This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Super Talk Mississippi. So, promised I'd share some information about the uh, companies that have announced over the past week their intention uh, to require vaccinations to enter the office or even just work for the company. And so, it 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 is kind of a who's who: Facebook, Alphabet, that's Google, Uber. That's kind of weird. Of course, they got a lot of people that work in offices. It runs a big company. Twitter, Morgan Stanley, of course, Walmart, Disney. We we announced uh, and talked about that last Friday when they announced. Now, Microsoft, FedEx, UPS, uh, all companies with uh, huge numbers of employees. This morning, United Airlines. Mark my word, every airline's going to do it now. Sixty-seven thousand employees at United Airlines. CNN, of course, no surprise there, already had a uh, had implemented a vaccination mandate requiring their employees to take the jab. Well, earlier this week... I wonder if that extends to all the people that work in the little shops and stores and food places at the CNN building in Atlanta. They, they actually, they, you know, they have them even in the airport. I think in the Atlanta airport, if I'm not mistaken, there's a CNN like retail shop, but uh, which is different than the folks that are in um, in the building that I guess are not CNN employees, or right. maybe they are, right? And, but in this case, it's probably third party vendors yeah. that just happen to be in the same. You know, I don't know it. It um, the network's president Jeff Zucker, what a weirdo that guy is. Isn't he the guy that? Was caught in a Zoom without any pants on or something. Didn't know. Was in his shorts. The sad thing is that doesn't really narrow it down over the last year, year and a half. <laughs> That's right. They had some other problems, too, with that stuff. <laughs> there have been at least, how do I word this, two handfuls of people that have been caught with their pants down on Zoom calls. And Literally. Publicly disgraced. <laughs> and now, of course... Cuomo, Chris Cuomo, primetime show with his disgraced brother. And I think the network won't allow him to discuss it, right? I think it's the rule they've implemented. Anyhow, Zucker terminated three employees day before yesterday. Says we have a zero-tolerance policy. These particular staffers... It appears lied about their vaccination status. Sounds like it's honor system. And 
evidently, I guess when they were asked to provide proof, they couldn't produce it. Uh, and so they let them go. I, of course, it's to make a, a an example, right? M- mostly to do so. Uh, the Washington Post uh, said that CNN was made aware in the past week of three employees violating its policy that only fully inoculated people work from its building. So, you know, Rhino, that may, in fact, suggest that it applies to non-CNN employees that happen to work in the building. Hmm. Interesting. So... I just wondered, because if you go to the CNN building in Atlanta, you've got the the public area, the food court, and the shops yeah. where you can get the, the Cartoon Network t-shirt or the TBS t-shirt or all the different Turner stuff. Yeah. And they've got just this wall of offices with the windows looking out over that yep. food court. But there's it's not really a way for the public to get into that part, and there's not really a whole lot of access for them to come over. Because you see the employees walking around the block to get into the food court when they're on their lunch. Yeah. Does it not seem like that it would defeat the purpose if you didn't require that of the third parties in the same building interacting that's with what the employees that's what I mean. in the Because there's, there? there's very little access between the two, I don't know if... I guess so. You have to go, so you have required. to go out of your way to kind of route to get yeah, to Yeah, if the, you yeah. work in the CNN office building, unless I'm mistaken and I didn't know some super secret tunnel between the two, but you see <laughs> people in business outfits with CNN tags and, yeah. and name tags and everything walk out and go around the corner and around the building and then through into the food court. Could be. Well, Zucker said that they have been using an honor system to monitor status, but... Uh, He says that that might change in the coming weeks. Who knows? I suspect it will. This is, uh, I hate to see that this is dividing the country. This has become such a contentious, confrontational, controversial issue. Really hate to see it. We'll see where it goes. Appreciate you playing that great tune faithfully (laughs) by Journey. Thanks for that, Rhino. We'll step aside. For Super Talk and Fox News, when we come back, Lee Childress, superintendent of the City of Corinth School District. Stay with us. Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. News. I'm Chris Foster. Fox confirms one of the women accusing New York Governor Andrew Cuomo of sexual harassment has filed the first criminal complaint with the sheriff's office in Albany County, where the state capital is. The governor has not made a public appearance since the attorney general's damning report came out Tuesday. Now he is reportedly thinking about holding a press conference. Friends who have spoken to the governor say he wants to make his case to the public in the hopes he can change people's minds. Democrats are urging him to resign. Fox's Brian Yennis. Two coaches from Belarus are expelled from the Olympics, accused of trying to force a sprinter to get on a plane back home against her will. Kristina Tsimanouskaya has since fled to Poland. She says she was threatened after criticizing team managers. Olympic president Thomas Bach says organizers have a commitment to keep uh, those out of the games who are infringing their on, on our values. He called the case deplorable. Fox's Simon Owen. America's listening to Fox News. 
Hello, friends. This is Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce. If you love agriculture and the great outdoors, and you don't want to miss the exciting new Ag and Outdoor Expo. 60,000 square feet of everything for ag and hunting and fishing. All on display in the brand new Mississippi Trademark, August 6th, 7th, and 8th. Put on by the great folks at the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And sponsored by Southern Ag Credit. Shop great deals on the latest guns, gear, clothing, and equipment. There's fun for the whole family. The Axe Women Loggers of Maine, the Fetch and Fish Dog Show, and the Big Buck Contest, Mississippi's largest display of trophy bucks. And Saturday night, you don't want to miss the concert featuring national headliner Tyler Farr and hot Mississippi artist Adam Doliak and Hannah Everhart, along with Corey Smith. The Mississippi Ag and Outdoor Expo, August 6th through 8th. For more information, visit MississippiOutdoorExpo.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Schools across our state are doing their best to keep students in the classroom during the current spike in COVID cases. Oxford School District Superintendent Bradley Robertson says students missed over 19,000 days of school last year due to quarantines. You know, and as a result of that, we've got 627 less students that scored proficient on state assessments in reading and or math since the last time they were assessed in 2019. That means we've got a 1,000 kids in the Oxford School District right now that are not proficient in ELA and or math. Students at Forest County Agricultural High School are moving to virtual learning today due to a number of COVID outbreaks. This will continue through August 19th. Voters in Petal have approved an additional 3% sales tax on restaurants, bars, and hotels. That money will be used for things like recreation, tourism, and a senior center. I'm Kelly Bennett. country's gold standard of ice cream flavor since 1969. Its hand-cranked taste takes you back to simpler times. That's why we put the word home right on the carton. The good old days are being made right now. General is recalling thousands of lounge chairs after reports of amputations, lacerations, and other injuries. The True Living Sling Loungers were sold in 2019 between January and September. If you bought one, stop using it immediately and return it to the store for a refund. There's a lot for families to see and do at this weekend's Mississippi Ag and Outdoor Expo, a big buck contest, the Fetch and Fish High Flying Dogs, and a concert Saturday night featuring two of Mississippi's own. Ag and Commerce Secretary Andy Gibson says the event is about more than just hunting and fishing. Uh, the Ag Department's all about genuine Mississippi. We mm-hmm. want to support genuine Mississippi products, services, and people, our most important asset. And so I want to invite everybody to come out to support Hannah uh, and and, uh, Adam Dolak, yeah. two Mississippi artists, up-and-coming artists with some big hits on the way. It'll kick off in about an hour at the State Fairgrounds in Jackson. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
Catfish farming has always been a passion for me. I was raised up on the catfish farm. I was born into it. But the only thing I love more than catfish farming is my children and my family. I'm Will Noble from Moorhead, Mississippi, and I'm proud to be the 2020 Mississippi Catfish Farmer of the Year. People all across America love to eat U.S. farm-raised catfish, and I'm proud to be able to produce it right here in the Mississippi Delta. Bad internet is bad for business. We've all been there. Lagging video chats. Slow downloads. Oh, come on. It's just not a good look. Instead, call Ceasefire Business. Our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest, most reliable internet around. Period. No excuses, no apologies. Just fiber fast internet that works. Ceasefire Business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome to Real Talk for real Mississippians. Informed, engaging, and always brutally honest. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi on this Friday, y'all. Gerard and Rhino in the studio. Joining us now, Lee Childress, superintendent of the current school district. Good morning there, Lee. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. All right. So let's let's start by uh, explaining to our audience uh, the uh, the attendance system that you guys have, or, or the just the scheduling system. It's different than most of the other districts in that you attend school year round. Is that correct? Well, it's not exactly year-round, but we're on a modified calendar. So as of today, we're finishing our second week of school. Okay. All right. And you have breaks between the sessions and then get back to it. Is that is that correct? How many sessions do you have a year? We do. We go, we go for nine weeks, and then we take a three-week intercession break, and then we come back for Christmas, then take another two weeks in March, and end school about the the first week of June. How long has the district been on that system? Uh, this is our sixth year to be on that system. Okay. All right. So the uh, the situation with the COVID, uh, <laughs> lots of consternation about mask mandates and, and uh, vaccinations and just in-person versus hybrid versus remote virtual learning. These issues, I sort of thought we were going to be done with by about this time, but it looks like they're cropping up again with this this uh, hyper-infectious, contagious uh, Delta variant. How are you guys doing? You, so you've been in school a couple of weeks. How's that been going? Have you had to send folks home as a result of uh, finding out people are sick and need to quarantine them and so forth? How's that working out at this point? 
Uh, we've had a successful um, two weeks of school. Um, our primary instructional uh, focus, um, of course, is for in-person learning, and we have uh, very few students that are actually on uh, some type of virtual platform. Most of those that are on a virtual platform um, are on it for medical reasons. Okay. Um, we are seeing, um, you know, some trending numbers. Um, that are a little bit higher this year than they were in the first two weeks of school um, last year. Um, right before the show, I looked on uh, to see how many cases um, we had identified um, in the schools this week that had been reported to us, and we had 25. Okay. Um, when we look at those, um, one of the things that I would say is a couple of them are, you know, involved several, a couple of families. And so we are seeing that. Um, it uh, is affecting more families this year overall uh, than it was um, last year. Uh, we have had to quarantine students. Um, we were using the recommended um, modified quarantine method that the Mississippi State Department of Health had recommended um, last up until um, last Friday, where students could be uh, subjected subjected to testing um, every two days. Um, and allowed to stay in. However, the, the State Department of Health discontinued that, and, and I understand um, their reasoning um, behind that. But the interesting thing was, and the encouraging thing was, was the number of parents that took advantage of that opportunity, hmm. which I think demonstrates that parents want their children in school. Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. And there, there's so much that's been discussed and written about just the, uh, the 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 remote school and how that has caused so many students to fall behind, uh, not just so much in, in content and learning content that you learn in the classroom, but just in social development and the interaction with the teacher. I know uh, I've talked before, my, my daughter uh, teaches in the uh, Madison County School District here at Bridgeland High School. And uh, she just talked about how that face-to-face interaction is is so critical, so vital to to student development, and I really missed that. Students missed it. The the parents missed it. The teachers missed it. And so I think it's a good thing based on all that feedback and just uh, and some reports even suggest that we lost some time there that is very difficult to recover uh, and and just kind of make up for that time in the classroom, but. Uh, I know you guys will certainly work diligently to do that. Uh, so, how how are you handling the whole masking situation, Lee? Did you did uh, the board or you did you decree a mask mandate? Is it uh, optional up to the parents? How does that work? At this point, um, masks are optional um, in our school district. Uh, when the board of trustees adopted our reopening plan prior to the start of school. Uh, they made the decision for masks to be optional. However, okay. we do highly recommend yep. um, that individuals wear masks. And, and I would say that you're probably seeing in the neighborhood of 10 to 12 percent um, of our students wearing masks. Okay. Now, we are following the guideline that um, deals with public transportation and masks are being required um, on our school buses in order to comply with that public transportation masking order. So I got to ask you: Have you received uh, input, shall we say, from from the parent community on, on both sides of this issue? I, I was saying earlier on the show, I talked to a friend of mine that's on a local school board. Said they had a number of people that were demanding 100% masks. I mean, a mask mandate. As did they have people to say we want none or the option at least? We have not. 
Yeah, um, we have not had a lot of calls um, either way. Okay, um, being either for or against um, masking. Um, one of the things that you know we have seen is that you know I think the inclination is probably here in this community not to require a mask mandate um, until we get to the point. Um, that we see it as something absolutely necessary. Okay. I think that um, one of the things that, going back to some of the things you said earlier, um, I think that we all need to learn to respect each other and respect a differing of opinion. Sure. And while we have to respect a differing of opinion, sometimes we have to make decisions or enforce decisions or comply with decisions that we all might not agree with, but might be in the best interest of our community. Yeah, I, I agree. And, I, and it's, look, it, it's not lost on me that this is a difficult, complex matter to, to manage. And it's not anything you've ever had to deal with before that I'm aware of. It, it, it's certainly in school districts. This is uh, introduced a, a really a whole new level of complexity into operating schools. Uh, just never had to be dealt with, managed before. This is kind of uncharted territory, a phrase we've heard countless times over the last year, but it truly does apply to uh, to education. No doubt. It's changed the dynamics of operating schools. I mean, we're dealing with issues uh, today um, that we have never dealt with before. I'm starting my 21st year as a superintendent. Wow. And I can tell you, um, you know, we're spending a lot of time on these health-related issues. We always have, but it's extremely important because the key is is we want to create a safe environment uh, for our students and staff um, in our schools. And, yeah. and that is extremely important uh, because that contributes to us being able to continue that in-person learning, like you mentioned that your, you know, your daughter said, where children and staff can have those face-to-face -face interactions. Yeah. Absolutely. So I had the governor on at the Neshoba County Fair last week, and he indicated as one of his top priorities in the next session to try to get a $3,000 a year teacher pay raise through that would be implemented over a three-year period. Your thoughts about that? No doubt. Teachers um, teachers deserve to be paid more. And I think the governor, uh, when he made his comments about, that about the particular raise, he made the comment of um, – what teachers had done um, over the last year. Yeah. And I think that when we look at the resilience of Corinth teachers and Mississippi teachers and teachers all across the country, they did an absolutely amazing job last year being asked to do things they had never been asked to do before. Yeah. And teachers not, not only need to be recognized for those efforts, but they need to be recognized for those their efforts as a professional. Yeah. And teachers deserve to receive a professional wage. It's a very noble profession. Yeah, and so I certainly agree with the governor and encourage, you know, um, and, and I'm encouraged um, that there is talk um, about a teacher pay raise. And I certainly hope that we see that the legislature and the governor do make that happen. We got uh, just a minute or so left, and so Lee, we we lag the neighboring states in terms of average teacher pay as well. You're kind of in a sort of a location where you're not far from Tennessee, not far from Alabama. Does that affect you somewhat in recruiting and hiring teachers? Um, it does affect us to a degree because, as you said, where we are, um, we have. Um, individuals that could come from Tennessee and Alabama yeah. uh, to teach for us if they're making a hot or have the ability to make a higher wage there. 
they're going to look there. Yeah. Uh, and that has been an issue with us in recruiting um, those individuals that would be new to the profession from those areas. Appreciate you coming on today, Lee. Very informative and, and good luck on the upcoming school year. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. You bet. Lee Childress, superintendent of uh, the current school district. We'll step aside right here and come back with more talk. Stay with us. The JT Show will be right back. Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Shrimp. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Oysters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your Fresh Seafood Headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive. 601-790-9407. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. RJ Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an x This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special XMark pricing and special XMark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still 0% interest. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to own the mower that landscape professionals purchase two to one over the next best-selling brand. So stop by Frederick Sales and Service on Old Highway 471 in Brandon and let me or one of my experienced staff help you find the Exmark mower that best suits your needs. At Frederick's, we are the Exmark experts. 26 years of award-winning selling, servicing, and supporting our customers with legendary Exmark quality. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993. The doctors at Carter Sledge Family Dentistry are general and cosmetic dentists. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, you'll find one of the most state-of-the-art facilities in Mississippi, along with a friendly staff and doctors who are both professional and compassionate. Meet our team, take a virtual tour, and make an appointment at cartersledgedental.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry on Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. Call 601-607-7876. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, our smile begins with yours. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. 
Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Can text the JT Show 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. Now, here's more with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Good tunes right there, Rhino. Welcome back to the JT Show here on Super Talk Mississippi. On the ceasefire text line, society has gotten the, quote, I'm right, you're wrong, end quote, mentality. Neither wants to compromise, and there is no definitive answers to the questions being proposed. This will divide the country even more. Yeah, I, I'll take it even a step further. I think most people dig in with an opinion. And they say, and if you don't agree with me, you're stupid. Or some sort of phobic. That's right. <laughs> they chalk it up to that, right? The, the word phobia, and, and or not the word, the suffix, I guess is the right, per, or, right or, term. Or ism. Is, oh, yeah, ism. So the, the suffixes of phobia, phobic, and ism have pretty much lost all meaning in the English language. Yeah, you're right. I agree. It's it's no different than the, pulling the race card on everything. Racism! Everything boils down to that. Everything in society, every inequity, right? Every difference is racism. It's just automatic, default. Therefore... It has no credibility. It has no teeth. It's like there's a checklist of isms and phobias that you got to go down. And if, if it doesn't hit the, if it doesn't hit one, it'll hit the next one. If it doesn't hit that one, we'll catch you somewhere. Right. If it's not racist, it's sexist. If it's not sexist, it's transphobic. If it's not transphobic, it's homophobic. Uh, it's old, not homophobic. It's xenophobic. In the old flowcharting days, it was a decision tree. That's what we call it, right? The diamond decision graphic. That's what we'd use. Yes or no? <laughs> Just keeps cascading down. All right, so speaking of which, how many times have I said on the program these goofy elected political leaders and in so many cases public health officials that absolutely shame and scold and ridicule the public about vaccinations are not really (laughs) gaining any favor or achieving any persuasion, changing any minds of the unvaccinated. But we have an example, if you got that one ready to go there, Rhino. This is Governor Murphy from the great state of New Jersey at a little event And there were some folks present at this event that were unvaccinated, and they were uh, protesting against vaccine mandates. Here's what he said. Folks back there have lost their mind. You've lost your minds. You are the ultimate knuckleheads. And because of what you are saying and standing for, people are losing their life. Unbelievable. 
You knuckleheads, you've lost your minds. Oh, that'll get... <laughs> They're in the lines at the Walgreens right now, right, getting vaccinated. Oh, Governor Murphy said we've lost our minds. Let's go get jabbed. What an idiot. Gosh. It's so clear. I have to disagree with Google on this one. What do they say? Because I just I, I typed in knucklehead okay. and into the Google. And I look at the, the little breakdown they have here with the, the informal definition and the plural noun. And, the, and it's a stupid person is the, is the definition they give. But they have this little chart that they, they usually have okay. for the use over time. They claim that knucklehead's usage peaked in 2019 with the small peak around 1950. I think those have got to be reversed. There's no way more people were using the word knucklehead in 2019 than they were in 1950. <laughs> I agree. That was kind of common, I thought, uh, uh, right? Knucklehead. That's actually nice in today's <laughs> vernacular. You're being respectful and polite when you refer to one as a knucklehead. That's like saying, I'm really not calling this person what I want to call them. Uh, therefore, I'm just going to use knucklehead. It's the verbal version of a noogie. <laughs> you want to give them a noogie, but you can't, so you just call them a knucklehead. Oh, man. Jeez. That's just terrible. Whew. Lots of folks are talking about term limits on the ceasefire text line. They uh, had a text that said, we need term limits on all public offices. You can advance to higher office, just not stay in the same office year after year. Longevity and familiarity breeds corruption. And, I mean, there's a side of me that says, yeah, maybe we need that. There's another side that says, well, why do we keep electing these people? How many people do you know that say, well, it's not my rep that's the problem, it's yours. We need to unelect yours. (laughs) I. I mean, I, I, I guess I don't get it. And so, in fairness, this uh, this listener, member of our audience, texting in, says, I basically said, why do we keep re-electing? And, and replies, it is, uh, it's, I said it's on the voters. It is, but in defense of voters, we have the same bad political leaders to choose from each time, especially at the state and local level. When there's no term limits, there's no end to backroom deals, hence Donald Trump. But I still say it's because... Challengers won't set, step forward because they don't think they can get elected, and often they don't. They can't. We have lots of good challengers to incumbents. And it costs a whole heck of a lot of money to mount a campaign. And the challenge there is people that regularly contribute to campaigns and really essentially finance those campaigns Their inclination is to hitch their wagon, their fortunes, if you will, to whom they think is most likely to win. And that's where the issue is. And so they it's hard to raise money against an incumbent. Now, maybe that unto itself. Unless you have the rare circumstance where the challenger has a bigger name than the incumbent. Or can self-fund. Yeah. I guess that's that both of those examples are evident in Tommy Tupperville. It is. Uh, you know, one that, exactly. One that comes to mind is Rick Scott in Florida, who got elected to the U.S. Senate 
uh, was it the last cycle or a couple ago? Anyhow, he he's, he didn't totally self-fund, but he dumped $60 million bucks of his own dough in his Senate campaign for a $174,000 a year job. Now, don't feel sorry for him. He ain't going broke. He's worth about $250 million. How much did Bloomberg drop? $500 million, right? And the, remember, we played the tape of that goofy Brian Williams said he could have sent every American a million dollars. <laughs> and it was the it was the you know the pomp and circumstance of the breaking news bombshell could have sent every American. Dude, you're mathematically challenged. Carry the two. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> but and of course, Bloomberg is a billionaire, so he's not missing it. Uh, but that's the problem. So it's it's raising money, and and you can't win unless you raise money. Unless you've got such an incredible name, you have unbelievable name ID and favorability. I think the closest you saw to that was Bernie Sanders' run at the president. Uh, well, trying to primary Hillary Clinton in 2016. Yeah, that was about the closest you'll see to a grassroots nationwide campaign that gets a whole lot of ground covered. Agree, but... But there was a lot of money involved. It was a lot of small money donations. That's but right. That was, there was still a lot of money involved, but that's someone who was in politics, was known amongst activist circles, but really his name was not in the news a whole heck of a lot until he decided he wanted to make a run against Hillary. I I agree, but he'd run before, right? So, but he was never really taken seriously. He before. wasn't. But my point is, he had significant name ID. I mean, because he's become synonymous with socialism and communism in this country and the progressive movement. He's the progressive god, if you will. So, but you're on right. The, his, on the flip side, you've got Ross Perot. True. Who just bought his way into the presidential race. Yeah, you're right. Did a, a lot of money involved. Prospero, very wealthy in his own right. Speaking of money, this defund the police nonsense, the hypocrisy surrounding that from the left is absolutely absurd. We've got some sound to play when we come back from... One of the members of Congress, newly elected, kind of the latest member of the squad, so-called squad, oh gosh, who advocates for defunding the police. You you just got to hear the sound. When we come back, the JT Show will continue. Across the field, tolling on the iron bell, cause the faithful to their knees, from the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Mostly cloudy conditions today, slight chance of rain, high near 90 degrees. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 71. Your Saturday, a 20% chance of showers, sunny skies, high near 94. And for your Sunday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms, sunny skies, high near 96. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. 
Hi, this is Anitra over at MacBee's. I'm the kitchen manager there. Come enjoy our blue plates for under $10. Monday through Friday from 11 to 2. Monday we have meatloaf or chicken spaghetti. Tuesday we have beef tips or chicken breast. Wednesday we have fried pork chops or pot roast. Thursday we have spaghetti or chicken fried steak. Friday we have fried catfish or pulled pork or chicken with mushrooms for sauce. And every day, hamburger steak or chicken sweets. McBee's on Lake Harbor. You can dine in, take out, or have them cater. And the perfect spot for any size party, too. Attorney Joe Cordell. For many men, divorce brings a bewildering sense of loss. You feel adrift, isolated, like you're the only person in the world. But the good news is, you're not alone. Cordell and Cordell is here to help. For more than 30 years, Cordell and Cordell has been there to guide men through all aspects of divorce. And we'll be there for you. Online at CordellCordell.com. Office in Richland, Mississippi. Free background information available upon request. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. Employers, are you looking for new employees? Spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service Specialists, the expert recruiters helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully. At Clinton Body Shop, we are OEM factory certified with more than 20 national and international manufacturers. In fact, we are Central Mississippi's only Volvo certified auto body repair shop, and we are the first BMW certified independent repair facility in the southern region. And our Richland location is Mississippi's only Subaru certified repair facility. Look, if some of the most prestigious automakers in the world certify Clinton, Body Shop, shouldn't you choose them for your repair? Clinton Body Shop in Clinton and Richland. Certified by the company that made your car to repair your car with OEM factory parts. Go to ClintonBodyShop.com. It's about your family's safety and your car's value. That's ClintonBodyShop.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Schools across our state are doing their best to keep students in the classroom during the current spike in COVID cases. Oxford School District Superintendent Bradley Robertson says students missed over 19,000 days of school last year due to quarantines. You know, and as a result of that, we've got 627 less students that scored proficient on state assessments in reading and or math since the last time they were assessed in 2019. That means we've got 1,000 kids in the Oxford School District right now that are not proficient in ELA and or math. Students at Forest County Agricultural High School are moving to virtual learning today due to a number of COVID outbreaks. This will continue through August 19th. Voters in Petal have approved an additional 3% sales tax on restaurants, bars, and hotels. That money will be used for things like recreation, tourism, and a senior center. I'm Kelly Bennett. The Great American Cleanup has begun. It's the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across our state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year. And remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.com. 
This is Jake Mangum, all-time hits leader in the SEC. Two of the best decisions I've ever made were Mississippi State and Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. Both teams have supported me through thick and thin. Even though my college playing days are over, I'm excited to be a part of the Farm Bureau team. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. He doesn't accept the narrative. He questions it. We're just getting to the bottom of this. Gallo. Every single morning from 6 to 9. Super Talk Mississippi. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time. On air and online at supertalk.fm. Now, 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 back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino. Great news, everybody. On Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. There you go. <laughs> Sonora. Welcome back to the JT Show. So this whole topic of defunding the police that really started to get legs after the George Floyd incident last year has become a political hot potato, to say the least. So... Now we got Democrats that are trying to distance themselves from this proposition by suggesting it's Republicans that are against these spending bills at the federal level. They're the ones truly defunding the police. Oh, you mean like the uh, quote-unquote infrastructure bill where buried in the, what, 1,200 pages of it, they have... Several mentions of setting up a tax per mile yep. for every single vehicle on the road. But don't fret, it's just a pilot program. We're just going to see how it goes. What does Milton Friedman say? Uh, notable economist, free market marketeer. There's nothing quite as permanent as a temporary government program. Uncle Milty is correct. But, so... While there are some of these more moderate Democrats trying to distance themselves somewhat from those on the far left, I guess, that they're fully on board with defunding the police, they're also prolific hypocrites in that they are spending an enormous amount of their own money, really more than the the average household income per year in this country, for personal protection. Here's Cori Bush. Congresswoman from the great state of Missouri, this is what she said just yesterday. 
aside from the moratorium, uh, you faced some criticism in recent weeks over your push to uh, defund the police. Um, the campaign records show that you spent roughly $70,000 on, on private security, and some critics say um, that move is hypocritical. Um, what's your response to those critics? They would rather I die? You would rather me die? Is that what you want to see? You want to see me die? You know, because that could be the alternative. So either I spent $70,000 on private security over the last few months, and I'm here standing here standing now and able to speak, able to help save 11 million people from being evicted, or I could possibly have a death attempt on my life. And we're also talking about the same exact people who say horrible things about me, who lie to get to, to build up their base. And then because they lie about me, I receive death threats. Mm. Now, they don't address the fact that I receive death threats after they go on air and say horrible things about me. But then they want to say, oh, but she wants, she needs private security. I have private security because my body is worth being on this planet right now. I have private security because they, the white supremacist, racist narrative that they drive into this country, the fact that they don't care that this black woman that has put her life on the line, they can't match my energy, first of all. This black woman who's, who who's puts her life on the line, they don't care that my that I could be taken out of here. They actually probably are okay with that. But this is the thing. I won't let them get that off. You can't get that off. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life. And I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 If I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets because we're trying to save lives. What other, what other occupation can do work that's out of their scope and still be propped up to do work that's out of their scope? Hmm. <laughs> suck it up. You have to die so I can live. Was that not the message? My life's more valuable than yours. I'm doing important work. I'm doing the work of the woke. That's a United States congresswoman. That's appalling. Is that not racist? That's what it sounded like to me. That's disturbing. It's okay. I've, I've got to spend $70,000 for personal protection. You peasants, you have to deal with anarchy. No law enforcement. But me, I'm doing important work. Gosh. Man, oh man. Has she reported these death threats to the police? I see where she's taking it to the media. It's just unbelievable. My friend who works for Congressman Michael Guest, also a good friend and frequent uh, guest on the program, says he spends nothing on his personal protection. My guess is most members... I would think of the House, at least. I can I can see where maybe some high-profile, and I suspect that 
perhaps the speaker, and I don't know this, but I suspect the speaker, the majority, minority leaders, they might get some sort of allocation. I don't know, for personal security. But just a rank-and-file member? This is not necessary. I mean, they get a budget and they have handlers, but that's not quite the same as armed security surrounding them. I'm just trying to think. I mean, you have the the videos of Mitch McConnell when he was the majority leader being harassed, walking to his car out of a restaurant with no visible security around him. Okay. So my friend says we, we serve in a dual role. It's no additional cost. I mean, it's it's the staff and the folks that, that support uh, members of Congress, but they also provide some degree of security as well. But, you know, the, the most shocking comment to me was, i got to have this because I'm doing important work. But Donald Trump's a narcissist. Figure that one out. Reconcile that nuttiness. <laughs> Gosh, it just... It's nauseating, honestly. And... Now, this was someone who I believe was front and center in the protests. Oh, yeah, and she slept outside overnight. Uh, I mean... The Capitol. Yeah, the, on the steps of the Capitol, and then had some somebody put a camera in her face that morning when she's wiping sleep out of her eyes, and they asked her some question about <laughs> being homeless, and she started crying and talked about being triggered. And... Oh, geez. And she was protesting the expiration of the eviction ban, right? She right. wanted to extend it. So did you see the video going viral of... Her and AOC, Sandy Cortez, there's Tucker Carlson, on the steps of the Capitol right after CDC Director Rochelle Walensky, an unelected bureaucrat that was teaching some college in Massachusetts not so long ago. She just issues an edict effectively extending the moratorium on evictions for two months. Well... Representative Bush here, whose sound you just heard, and Sandy Cortez, there's a video going around where they're dancing on the steps of the Capitol. They're celebrating. Look, because, see, this is where the Democrats are wrong. It's it's the Biden administration capitulating to the far left wing of the party. Sandy Cortez and this woman, Cori Bush, they're the voice of the Democrat Party. They have more stroke than the president. Clearly. Because he folds to everything they want, every time. So where did this bureaucrat come from? How did, and, and, of course, we talked about it when it happened a couple of days ago, right? He says, well, the president, it might not pass constitutional muster was the word he used, but by the time they sort all that out, we'll buy a couple of months of of uh, folks being able to squat. So there's all sorts of reports of landlords Which, coming forward. if that forward. were orange man bad, there would be impeachment papers drawn up right now. And there should be. In this case, truly, because he, by his own admission, is questioning the constitutionality of his actions. He's thumbing his nose. He's flouting it. Let's call it what it is. He's defying it. And basically saying, well, by the time you guys get to it, We'll have bought some time. Democrats hate small businesses. 
Seven out of ten landlords, I looked it up in this country, are small operators, the majority of whom manage one single property for their income. They hate them. Sandy Cortez and Cory Bush have no idea. They've never signed the front end of a check. They've never had to sweat it out to make ends meet. Pompous, spoiled brats is what they are. We are free-falling, says Tom Petty. We'll step aside and take a break right here on the JT Show. Don't forget, after the noon break, Russ Latino, president of Empower Mississippi, joins us. Stay with us. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? The new degree of comfort. All month long, we're celebrating the red, white, and blue with huge savings to you at Mazda of Jackson. That's right. Nothing is more American than shopping for a great deal. And we're offering some of our best ever on our new vehicles throughout the month of July. Get 0.9% financing for 63 months on new 2021 Mazda CX-9s. That's right. 0.9% financing. Or choose 0.9% financing for 60 months on new 2021 Mazda CX-5s. Plus, you get your first year of oil changes on us. Credit problems? Not at Mazda of Jackson. No one works harder to get you approved than our team of credit specialists. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade? Bring it in. And we'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a vehicle from us. And as always, buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. So come celebrate the red, white, and blue and save big while doing so. Only at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. But for credit, select Mazda. See dealer for details. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. The Senate Agricultural Appropriations Subcommittee earlier this week approved a $25.8 billion fiscal year 2022 bill for the Agriculture Department and related agencies, including $7 billion in disaster aid for 2020 and 2021 weather challenges. The subcommittee passed the bill by voice vote in a 15-minute markup session late on Monday. The full Senate Appropriations Committee is scheduled now to take up the bill. The Senate Agricultural Appropriations Subcommittee Chairwoman Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin said, This bipartisan legislation is a product of the Democrats and Republicans working together to support a stronger and more resilient agricultural economy that works for the farmers, ranchers, and families in rural communities. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is a Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. If you're building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, even lighting. 
Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Propane, clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. Worked all week, got it all done. Let's make the Tennessee River. Welcome back, everyone. Every time I hear that song, I think of, you get a line, I get a pole, we'll go down to the crawdad hole. <laughs> it does have about the same twang. It does. Same cadence. On the ceasefire text line, Corey Bush is full of it. Unreal, another. My God, is she for real? These politicians have got to go. What an idiot. On the ceasefire text line from the 662. Here's another one. She don't think too much of herself, does she? <laughs> Trey and Grenada. Rhino's facial expressions are priceless. That wo- <laughs> that woman is crazy and senseless. Gerard- I can say a lot more with my face than I'm allowed to say on the air. <laughs> I'm watching it too, folks, just so you know. <laughs> one of the benefits of tuning in to the stream, if you can go to supertalk.fm forward slash watch or uh, channel 70 on C Spire TV. Absolutely. On the ceasefire text line, uh, Gerard, if we had term limits, we we would not have had years of failed policies and lies from Pelosi, Biden, McConnell, Schumer, Graham, Waters, Kennedy's. Oh my God, and too many to name. Well, that's assuming they would have been challenged by people that wouldn't have acted in the same way. That's the problem. And where are they? Well, as I explained, they're they're scratching their head. Where am I going to get the money to do this? And all these folks are married to the incumbent. Which could be a reason. I could see that as a possible justification for term limits. But I can also tell you that the major committees, the Republican National Committee, for example, they made it very clear. Remember Mitch McConnell saying in the in the cycle a couple of years ago, we only support incumbents. We don't support anybody else. That's from the party. You have no chance, is what they're telling you. You're not part of the club. you got to wait your turn. I, have, I do have a problem with that. you got to pay your dues. Well, what's that? Is that in the Constitution? I think some of that needs to be scrubbed, needs to be reviewed, needs to be adjusted, in my view. It should be the best candidate. I mean, I can see... Both the the logical, the, the name recognition, uh, you're, it's easier to win as an income. I can see that side of it, and I can see the argument that 
there's a certain level of just America loves a winner. No question. And they've already won, so you feel better about voting for a previous winner. And there's a little bit to that, but I agree. I, I think there needs to be at least some shift away from all incumbency. Well, just right, just automatic, default. We don't even take a look at any possible challengers. And and this includes in races that are safe for the party, not races that where there's a significant challenge from the Democrat. So coming up in the next Senate cycle, 2022, there, there are eight critical, considered by most political pundits, there, there are eight uh, very pivotal races, four lean Democrat and four lean Republican, which would, to a great extent, suggest there's no change in the balance of power in the Senate. I think the House is a different story, but we'll see. Uh, it's a tough one. It is. Ray and Gluckstadt says Lars Larson had him on the program not too long ago. I had an interview last night with Heather McDonald. She's fantastic, by the way. If you haven't uh, seen uh, Heather be, be interviewed or read any of her books, they're great. Who is defending classical music after some have claimed that classical music is a function of white supremacy. Ray and Gluckstadt says, I just want to yawn when I see that stuff. Right. It's not anything all that new as far as the year has been because we've seen a couple different colleges of music or universities that have major music programs that have tried to decolonize their curriculum and quit teaching music theory because that's somehow white supremacist. As is Shakespeare, right, in literature. He was... I don't know. And he was demoted or something. <laughs> he's been attacked for being exceedingly transphobic because, oh, and I don't get that because they had a. You didn't have it, it. I could see an argument for he was sexist. It, it, he wasn't, but the fact that he had male actors portraying the female characters in pretty much every play he ever put on at the Globe, he's been labeled as transphobic, and I can't wrap my head around that. Unbelievable. When Rhino said transphobic, I did do a face plant, by the way. We got uh, news coming your way. (laughs) That's why you need to tune in on the video. Russ Latino is going to join us after the news, the president of Empower Mississippi. I also got to tell you, folks, about a pilot project in Kansas City, Missouri that deals with electric vehicle charging stations just as you think you've seen the extent of what could be deemed racist you ain't seen nothing yet folks stay with us we'll be right back For Ole Miss Sports, WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. What is indisputable now is this. 
The Biden plan is working. President Biden on news that 943,000 jobs were added to the economy last month with the unemployment rate dropping to 5.4%. Both numbers are stronger than most forecasts. The July report was not expected to reflect the impact of the Delta variant. It was compiled in the middle of July before some local governments imposed mask mandates and other restrictions and before employers imposed vaccination testing or masking requirements. Fox's Jenny Casola. The director of Afghanistan's government media center is assassinated. The Taliban claims responsibility. An Afghan official says Dawa Khan Menapal was attacked in the capital Kabul during Friday prayers. The Taliban has intensified attacks as American and NATO forces withdraw from Afghanistan. Fox's Simon Owen. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Our state has 2,000 nurses less than they did a year ago, according to Singing River Health System CEO Lee Bond. He pointed to the $1.8 billion in federal money coming to the state and says there's been no talk of using that to retain more nurses. $1.8 million, That's like, you know, 20 cents an hour a nurse. $1.8 billion? That's enough to give every nurse in Mississippi, if you just did 25% of that, uh, probably a $20,000 retention bonus. He says they'll create a lobby to push for something that'll keep nurses in Mississippi. In addition to the surge in COVID cases, UMMC is also seeing a drastic increase in cases of RSV. In the month of July, 316 patients at UMMC were diagnosed with the virus that brings on cold-like symptoms but can also cause serious illness in both young children and older adults. I'm Kelly Bennett. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. A Jefferson County man is being charged with the murder of his wife. 
Katie Carradine was found unresponsive in their home Thursday morning. She had just retired after 40 years at United Mississippi Bank. Jimmy Carradine is in custody. Two men are being charged with stealing a school bus in Forest County. Shortly after the bus was reported stolen early Thursday morning, officers found it and arrested Michael Arrington and Robert Odom, both of Hattiesburg. Arrington has been charged with felony eluding and accessory after the fact. Odom was charged with grand larceny auto. Additional charges are pending in connection with an ongoing burglary investigation in Lamar County. Bill Saul of Jones County is being charged with sexual battery on a three-year-old. He was brought in last week. Nicole Harris surrendered to authorities Wednesday. She's being charged with sexual battery and felony child abuse. Harris was released on $15,000 bond. I'm Kelly Bennett. Bad internet is bad for business. We've all been there. Lagging video chats, slow downloads. Oh, come on. It's just not a good look. Instead, call Ceasefire Business. Our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest, most reliable internet around. Period. No excuses, no apologies. Just fiber fast internet that works. Ceasefire Business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com. As a farmer, I. I grow U.S. from a farm-raised catfish. Doing that, I know it's a safe product, and I enjoy eating it any way my wife likes to cook it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Luke Smelly, and I'm Alabama 2020 Catfish Farmer of the Year from Greensboro, Alabama. If you haven't tried U.S. farm-raised catfish, you should because it's delicious. Simple as that. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Okay, let's begin. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. everyone the jt show super talk mississippi rocking right into the afternoon on this friday y'all joining us now in the studio our good friend the president of empower mississippi mr russ latino good afternoon russ thanks for joining us thanks today. for having me now i know you've been a frequent guest on the program uh before i started filling in for jt and you've also guest hosted uh, many times uh, here at the network as well but you knew JT. Knew him very well. Uh, thought the world of him. I was a young lawyer, uh, probably about three years out of law school the first time I ever came on. I think that was about 2008. Wow. Uh, it was right in the midst of what was a great period of upheaval uh, in our nation with President Obama getting elected and really sort of a, a sea change in the way that people were thinking about the role of government. 
um, which made for great conservative talk radio. Uh, and he let a young guy come on and share his opinions, and we developed a good relationship. We had, you know, I, I say we had some friendly disagreements over the years, but it was always fun being on with him. He always was one of those guys um, that I thought came at a, an issue with a lot of common sense. I called it country common sense, yep. and I think it was really relatable. Uh, he's somebody that will be missed, and, and prayers go out to his family and, and really this audience. Because, you know, I said in a Facebook post, in a lot of ways, the listening audience probably considered JT part of their family. He was just one of those kind of guys. That's absolutely right, and, and invited him, so to speak, into their home uh, every single day. For a long time, and and uh, what a relationship that he built statewide. Really incredible. We self, shall certainly miss him, but appreciate those remarks, Russ. So uh, before I ask you a question, I, I wanted to follow up with something I said right before we went to the break, and that's the situation in Kansas City. So they have determined in their infinite wisdom that about 80% of personal electric vehicle charging occurs at home, usually in a garage or a carport. Well, <laughs> to help the homeless, which they deem to be mostly minorities, they are going to install electric vehicle chargers on light poles in the city so that the homeless can plug their electric vehicle into charge. It's, it, it, it's theater <laughs> of the absurd. You know, it's, it's interesting because I was listening to you before I came in, um, and you're just talking about some of the craziness that's coming out of Washington. But I, I feel like, in a lot of ways, we are being led um, by crazy people, right? I mean, like, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm to, trying to think it. a diplomatic way to say it, but we're, we're not a serious people anymore. And, yeah. and Bill Meyer, who I don't agree with on very much of anything, uh, but on his program, he went through sort of this analysis about how we are, like, trying to be offended. Like, everything we see, we do navel-gazing over. It's like, <laughs> how is this offensive to me? And you can come up with something, right? But his whole thing was, we're no longer a serious people. And because we're allowing ourselves to be so distracted by these absurd things, like, will a homeless person be offended if he can't plug in his Tesla? Newsflash, he doesn't own one. Unbelievable. Right? That, that countries like China and, and other countries are going to end up whooping our butts. I agree. Because we're just not operating as a serious people anymore. I agree. So we, we are infiltrating our schools, for example, with all this social justice training, yet we're 37th in the world in math, right? And China's just saying, those idiot Americans, they're focused on that. Here's more math, you know, that we're going to do over here. Uh, by the way, Kansas City said that they're doing this because there are millions of Americans and, and thousands, I guess, in Kansas City who don't have garages. <laughs> so <laughs> that's their justification for this. I mean, to your point about just being crazy, do you think to some extent um, our hyper-media, because our media consists not only of traditional media, and there's lots of that now, that's expanded, but social media – is this box checking? Is this self-aggrandizing? Is this self-gratification to a great extent? Look what I did. I got charging, <laughs> charging receptacles to the homeless. No, I think that's there's probably some truth to that. The, the fact is that the American public apparently likes to be outraged. And, <laughs> that's right. And I draw some similarities between us and Rome. Right? When you think about free bread and gladiator games is how you distracted people <laughs> From the real things that mattered to their lives. Yeah. 
And so there's just this constant cycle of distraction on these little things that get people fired up. And I don't think people realize, okay, I was really angry about this 15 minutes ago, and now I'm really angry about something else. Maybe what I was really angry about 15 minutes ago wasn't actually that big of a deal. <laughs> like, maybe I should step off the box for a second, <laughs> take a good view of my life and say there are more important things out here. But no, I, it, I just think we've ceased to be a serious people that were easily distracted. Well, it's a great point, and I think to, to some extent it relates to this particular situation in Kansas City. Shouldn't we be worried about, I don't know, a place for these people to live and eat and what our society can do to uh, create more opportunity and figure out what the root cause of that is? Not, here's a charging station. That's just nuts. So there was a, a comedian who's dead now named Mitch Hedberg, and he had this joke, and it seems apt right now, but he was talking about how he was walking down the street and he was waving at people. And then he had this moment of guilt where he was like, what if I am waving at someone that doesn't have a hand, right? So I can't wave at people anymore because <laughs> because I might wave at someone who's offended by the fact that I have a hand. And it feels very similar to this scenario, right? It's like, yeah, we've we got to have charging stations for people who don't own Teslas. Otherwise, they'll be offended that we presume that they didn't own a Tesla. Whoa. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I know we're off on a rant there, but, you know, I like to say frequently on the program, the great thing about this country is you have the right to offend, but you do not have the right to not be offended. And as long as we think that is a right, then we're going to continue to make stupid policy like this. Or you can simply choose not to be offended. Well, sure. <laughs> we don't teach that anymore. Just, okay, whatever. In fact, we teach just the opposite. you got to be offended by this. Sure. Wrong pronoun. Oh, my gosh. All hell breaks loose. Oh, my. All right. So I know you to be a, uh, a prolific researcher and analyst when it comes to all these wonky sorts of uh, <laughs> uh, spending matters and economic situations and just policy in general. And, and I, I share that love with you, as you know. And so you you penned an article recently that uh, that caught my attention. I thought was excellent, and it details how money COVID relief spending has occurred in Mississippi. Money that was appropriated for that purpose that was just, as I like to say, dropped out of helicopters from the federal government across our country. And Mississippi received a bunch of it, and it's not just as most people think that um, this money that went directly to governments or government agencies. There's a bunch of that, but there's lots of other money as well. But you did a nice uh, list here uh, of that and compilation of where all that money went. You're showing $36 billion. That's over the last year, right? Yeah, $36.3 billion since last exact. March. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a lot of money. I'll tell you how this started, though. Okay. So uh, when I was still in D.C., I started doing research right around when COVID uh, kicked off. And and what I was curious about was what's the impact of crisis spending on long-term growth of government, right? As a conservative, I believe in small government. I think small government is what allows there to be freedom. I think freedom is what allows there to be innovation and prosperity. And so I was just kind of curious, what's the impact of crisis spending long-term? And so I started back in World War One, which is what led us to have an income tax, um, we didn't have a federal income tax That's before right. that. Um, and looked at World War One, World War II, the Great Depression, Korea, 
Vietnam, uh, you know, the Cold War, 9-11, and then the financial crisis. And you often hear people say, well, federal spending has just been exploding, whether it's a Republican or Democrat in office, and that's true. But what you actually see are these incredible spikes around crises. Or crises. So literally in each one of those cases, massive increases in the amount that was getting spent. But then as soon as the crisis was over, it never ratcheted back. Right. Right. It stayed at that level. And so that was my curiosity. And and then I think the second part of it was I kept hearing people say, oh, the U.S. is just, you know, it's just providing for the fat cats. It's just giving money to Wall Street. Um, it's not really taking care of the, the mom and pop that are hurting. Certainly a lot of people were hurt by some of the government decisions that were getting made. But I was just kind of curious, well, is that true? Yeah. And the numbers bear out an incredible, incredible amount of money has been sent to regular Joes and small businesses across the state of Mississippi and across the country. We'll talk some more about this when we come back after this break. Stay with us, please. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Mostly cloudy conditions today, slight chance of rain, high near 90 degrees. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 71. Your Saturday, a 20% chance of showers, sunny skies, high near 94. And for your Sunday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms, sunny skies, high near 96. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. O'Reilly Auto Parts specializes in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much life is left in your battery? Our professional parts people will test it for free. If it does need to be replaced, we'll help you find just the right one to fit your car. Our superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Shrimp. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Oysters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your Fresh Seafood Headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive. 601-790-9407. You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. with these eyes. Great tune. Appreciate that, Rhino. That was on the all-hit request line. Russ Latino, president of Empower Mississippi, is our guest in the studio. So we were just talking, besides all these these um, uh, the, the direct government monies that went to our state to allocate out, we got a, a billion point two five, I think it's part of the CARES Act, and, and money that went direct to agencies. Lots of other money yeah, found its way into the public. Right? A, ton, a ton of money. So it's $36.3 billion overall that has been allocated, right? Not all of it's been uh, actually dispersed, but that's mm-hmm. been allocated. Um, to put that in a context, in 2019, so pre-COVID, the entire economy of the state of Mississippi was $115 billion. So we're talking about the federal government in one year sending on top of our economy 31 billion in aid or 30 36.3 billion in aid it's about 31% wow. of our normal economy it's massive so yeah the largest amounts were loan programs so that's ppp and some of the big business loans about 8 billion direct payments were just the stimulus checks that you received or some people received uh, depending on their income levels that was about another 8 billion income support which was the enhanced unemployment, unemployment. was 5 billion about Three billion on health and spending, or health spending. Uh, state and local government got seven point six eight billion total. So you've got the one point two five you mentioned from CARES. Mm-hmm. ARP sent two point seven five billion, which was Joe Biden's American Rescue Plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eight hundred and thirty-seven million in Medicaid matching funds. About two hundred because right, they increased the oh, match. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good point. About two hundred million in infrastructure and transit grants, and then two point six three billion in additional education funds. I want to put that number in context. The state of Mississippi spends in a year on K-12 education about $2.5 billion. So literally in a year, 
the federal government said, here, double what you normally spend. Right. And if I'm a citizen listening to all these numbers, one, I know your eyeballs sort of glaze <laughs> over because it's uh, it, it seems surreal. But what you need to know is there's a tremendous amount of money floating around in the state of Mississippi, courtesy of taxpayers and future taxpayers, uh, thanks to the amount of debt that's been incurred over the last year. And there needs to be a framework for how that money gets spent. There needs to be accountability around how that money gets spent. You'll remember Katrina Gerard. Sure. Just a tremendous amount of money gets dumped on the state of Mississippi. And after the fact, we find out there's a lot of fraud, a lot of waste. This will put Katrina to shame if people aren't careful about how this money ultimately gets used. You know, I have a saying that uh, sort of came up with a long time ago, which is where there's big government money, there's big fraud, waste, and abuse. It, it just there is. So it's the unemployment benefits, for example. Uh, I heard Stephen Moore, economist that's been on the program before. I know you you know Stephen well as, yeah. as well and worked in the Trump administration. Anyhow, he, he calculates that about $50 billion of unemployment fraud from the federal unemployment perspective has occurred uh, over the last year. The state of Maryland, I, re- I read a report the other day, $2.5 billion in that state of unemployment fraud, 500,000 fraudulent cases, 500,000, which just blew me away. I don't know what the population of Maryland, Maryland is, probably 6, 7 million, something like that, but uh, maybe not quite that much. But nonetheless, uh, they're just we're doing it at such fast a fast clip that accountability becomes even more difficult. We don't have enough resources to account for it all. Yeah, some of the initial spending, you could at least make a case that, that the waste was a necessary component to be able to get into people's hands fast in enough. A hurry. Yeah. If you literally had people who were being told by the government, you can't work anymore, right? So that's that's different than a welfare program at that point. It's sort of a regulatory taking, and there's an argument at least to be made there. I think now, though, it's very important that there be deliberate thought and deliberate frameworks that go into how this money gets spent. The unemployment benefits is one of those things that uh, is is difficult to assess how much damage that did to our economy. When you had two-thirds of the people collecting those enhanced benefits, making more than they had made when they were working, and a full one-fifth doubling or more than doubling the amount that they were making when they were working, we were creating incredible disincentives. I'll give you an anecdote, and I don't believe that anecdotes are necessarily evidence, but it's a good one. So I'm leaving a hotel in New Orleans, and there's a valet, and so I'm waiting on my car, and one of the guys is talking to his supervisor and says, i got to check out at 11 today. I can't stay and work the whole day. The supervisor says, we really need you today. Like We, we need you to be working. What's up? And he says, well, if I work past 11, I'm not going to collect my unemployment benefits. <laughs> Sitting right there. And I'm like, man, this is just a, a key indicator of the kind of perverse incentives that get created oh, and how people internalize them. I can't fault that guy. I can fault the system. Because the system is broken, right? The system encourages that kind of activity and ultimately slows our economy. <laughs> I have a friend here in town. I mean, I, I guess you could call it anecdotal, but runs a pretty big healthcare institution. He said on July 15th, the day that these uh, monthly uh, child tax credit payments went out, that day, six people resigned. And they cited that is the reason. I don't, I don't need to work anymore. I got the child tax 
payments coming in. So, well, that's that's over a billion dollars in Mississippi just from the change. Unbelievable. Right? Uh, that's over a billion additional dollars in Mississippi just because of the change. Well, if you're a parent, you're like, oh, great, I'm getting these these payments now. But we, we are slowly making everyone dependent on government. Yep. I remember having this argument once, and Gerard, forgive me, but I having this argument once in <laughs> D.C. With, with some folks mm-hmm. who were um, center-left and talking about Social Security reforms. And I said, why don't we just take Charles Koch and Warren Buffett and all these guys and say you're not going to get a Social Security check? Right, you paid in. It was a tax on you. You don't need it. We're gonna we're gonna eliminate those people who don't need Social Security, which is means testing, right? Yep. And uh, they were vehemently against this idea. And it's not because they want Charles Koch to get a check from the government. It's because they want everyone to be dependent on the government. They, they want they want to foster an atmosphere of dependency. And I think one. That's anathema to what it takes for a country to be successful. Um, and two, it's putting us on a path where we're, we're committed to intergenerational theft. I mean, we're telling future generations, we're barring against your future. Mm. I saw a split-screen discussion. Ken Langone, one of the co-founders of Home Depot, a, a conservative-minded uh, business leader, and Elizabeth Warren. And he told her, he said, Senator, quit sending me Social Security checks. Yeah. I mean, he just told, I mean, he's worth several hundred million dollars, and she never responded, I, and, and that, I, I didn't understand why. Yet she was really all about imposing a wealth tax, and he was arguing against a wealth tax, of course. And he said, you know, he said it so eloquently. I risked all my money when I had nothing to achieve this wealth. Now you want to take it from me? Yeah, because the underlying philosophy is that there is no private property ownership, right? right. What you do belongs to us, and then we decide how to spend it on right. you. Um, it, it is it is just the antithesis of a free market in uh, a, a free country, and I don't think people realize that that's sort of what's guiding that policy train. On the flip side, conservatives have to get a lot better at explaining their point of view, because if it sounds like we're compassionate and we're caring about people, and it sounds like you guys are just you know throwing out numbers. Um, then we probably don't get very far. Our messaging's got to improve, uh, I think. We, we, I say it all the time. We're not really good at selling freedom and free markets and economic freedom. We, we got to, we got to do better at that. We're, we're sort of getting whitewashed, I think, uh, by those uh, on the left who are really good at selling government dependency. So uh, you're probably familiar with a recent article by the Center for Public Policy where they they called out. Uh, the fat cats, as they call it, which uh, listed a number of, um, I guess, public sector employees in the state that uh, make a lot of money, and listed those in the report. What do you what do you think about that? You know, I think that it's an interesting compilation of data. I think that uh, the public taxpayers uh, have a right to know how the money that they earn and ultimately send to government gets spent. It's one of those things that that requires some context, though, right? And so I'm a small government guy. I believe in freedom. I I think that historically um, conservatives haven't always done a great job of explaining how that philosophy helps people. Yeah. Um, And if you look at the situation there, the context that's required is – how much does the superintendent for schools, as an example, get paid in other places? We because we got to be able to let's, recruit them. Let's continue this after the okay. break. All right. We got Russ Latino, president of Empower Mississippi, in the studio. The JT Show will be right back. You know it's got to start. 
I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org. Make a donation and help change your life today. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High, Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. Calloway's has just received a large shipment of ceramic pots. All sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South, period. We offer bulk soils for the do-it-yourself project. Callaway's offers landscaping. Designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformations. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes. Get your purse, sweetie. No drip roofing and construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified, certainteed shingle installer, family owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No drip roofing and construction. 601-371-1051. Rogers Dev Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dabs Fleet. Call the Rogers Dabs Business Elite Fleet Team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dabs Chevrolet. Find new roads. If you work in the manufacturing world, Ace Bolt and Screw would like the opportunity to earn your business. Ace Bolt and Screw has been Mississippi family owned and operated for more than 50 years. They specialize in vendor managed inventory and they're ISO certified. Ace Bolt and Screw services and delivers fasteners for small, medium, and large scale industrial operations across the country. Visit acebolt.net to learn more or call 601-355-3448. Discover vendor managed inventory by Ace Bolt and Screw today. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Our state has 2,000 nurses less than they did a year ago, according to Singing River Health System CEO Lee Bond. He pointed to the $1.8 billion in federal money coming to the state and says there's been no talk of using that to retain more nurses. $1.8 million, that's like, you know, 20 cents an hour a nurse. $1.8 billion, that's enough to give every nurse in Mississippi, if you just did 25% of that, uh, probably a $20,000 retention bonus. He says they'll create a lobby to push for something that'll keep nurses in Mississippi. In addition to the surge in COVID cases, UMMC is also seeing a drastic increase in cases of RSV. In the month of July, 316 patients at UMMC were diagnosed with the virus. It brings on cold-like symptoms, but can also cause serious illness in both young children and older adults. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
With a historical barrier gone and a new state flag flying, it's the dawn of a new day and new opportunity for Mississippi. The Mississippi Economic Council has identified three areas vital for shaping our future. Bolstering education and workforce development, enhancing our business climate, and keeping and attracting the best and brightest talent to build a stronger, more competitive state. Thanks to a sponsorship from Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi, MEC will be meeting with leaders across the state to develop a plan for securing our future. For more, visit MEC.MS. Pine Grove Behavioral Health understands that lasting recovery and healing begins at the roots of who we are. Transformation is deeply woven into the core of each individual through broad-reaching treatment options. As a result, we have gained a reputation as one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses, drawing an expertise and multiple whole-life treatment programs to effectively address the real complexities of life and addiction. Call 1-888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com for more information. One place, many solutions in a world full of noise finding information that matters to you can be overwhelming that's why super talk is here here we go to filter through the noise to cut through the clutter to deliver real information and discuss how it affects you you'll know what's important and why it matters when you listen to super talk mississippi show with gerard gibbert on super talk mississippi Mississippi's favorite son, Errol this Presley. That's like from the 60s there, isn't it? 50s, 60s? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is a recording that was released posthumously for one of the Oceans movies. I don't think he ever actually released a cut okay. of this until they they remixed it and made it all Austin Powers-esque. I do seem to recall it being affiliated with one of the movies, though. Yeah. All right, Russ Latino, president of Empower Mississippi, is uh, our guest. So, Russ, please continue your conversation about uh, this so-called fat cat report. And you were just talking about thinking, keeping things in context with respect to the high pay of some of these superintendents and so forth. Yeah, I think what I was saying before the break is it's useful information, and taxpayers deserve to know how people are getting paid, how their money is getting spent. The context part of the conversation, because most of the the people listed were school superintendents. Yes. Um, for me, it's okay. What are their responsibilities? Right. If you have a CEO of a thirty-four million dollar company, and they have a thousand employees, and it's their role to make sure that that ship operates and doesn't run aground, that person is likely going to be compensated highly. And so if you look at DeSoto County as an example, uh, 34,000 students, uh, you know, if you do the math, about $10,000 per student is sort of the the number that we're spending pre-COVID money. We're talking about a $34 million operation, give or take. That's a significant amount of management. There's a certain skill level involved in that. You were the CEO of a very large tech company. You know there's a certain amount of responsibility and skill level built into that where that person is going to be compensated highly for you to have someone who is at least sufficient 
for the job. I think the other thing, and this sort of follows that, is what do other superintendents make in other markets? Because at the end of the day, if you're hiring someone, you're hiring someone in a market where there's competition for that person's services, especially if it's a specialized service. Right. And so, you know, you, you go and you do the, the sort of research, and what you see is that uh, Mississippi superintendents are making at or below the median salaries of their counterparts across the country. Um, and so you look at those two things, and you say, well, maybe these salaries seem high, um, but maybe they're not actually high. And the more nuanced way to look at it would be to say, what is the result, Right. What are, what are they delivering in it's exchange? what we do in the private sector. <laughs> it's what happens in the private sector. And this, I have a very similar view. You know, some of our state agencies are arranged in a way under the personnel board where they literally are told you got a cap on how much you can spend on certain kinds of employees. Right. So, you know, if you're an attorney and you're going to work at the AG's office or the Secretary's of State's office, there's a cap on how much you can get paid. That is substantially below the market rate. Substantially below the market rate. That doesn't mean there aren't some fine attorneys who have decided that they want to be in those positions. Sure. But they're constantly losing people from those positions and constantly having to retrain because you're, you're not competitive for what a, a quality attorney could make outside of one of those jobs. And so I would look at it and say, no, it doesn't mean that we need to spend a whole lot more money on personnel. It means that we need to trust people in those positions so that if the AG or the Secretary of State say, hey, my personnel budget is X, I get to decide within that budget how to pay people so that I have quality people. And the analogy that I've used is you could hire Leonardo da Vinci for $500,000 to paint a picture, or you can hire 50 kindergartners (laughs) to do finger paint. And the fact that you have 50 of them they will never duplicate what you got out of Leonardo da Vinci. Now, that's an absurd analogy, but it's one that's absurd on purpose because there are different skill levels, and different skill levels bring different compensation, and there's a point at which a pack of people, low-paid, cannot do the same work as somebody that has specialization. And so at some level, I think we've got to recognize there are beneficial roles of government. There are parts of government that need to be operational and efficient, And the way to do that is not by creating more bureaucracy. The way to do that is by creating parameters and then allowing the people who we put in positions, elected people like Secretary Watson or A.G. Fitch, to to make decisions about how to do their job well and ultimately hold them accountable at the ballot box. You know, and along those lines, this uh, this report, and I think to a great extent the public, tend to focus on the individual's. In this case, superintendents, the superintendent of the Department of Education, the the chief superintendent. Uh, we've got what 120 some odd school districts, I believe. I don't remember the exact number, but it, there's more than there are counties. Uh, and what's always kind of been uh, striking to me is the difference in the organizational models across those districts. That why is it that some that don't perform so well seem to have an outsized number of staff and more overhead than those that perform better? Uh, shouldn't we be sharing best practices? And, and maybe they are, and I'm just not aware of it. But it, it seems like there ought to be, well, this is like what the template is for the the best operating model. So you had Lee Childress on earlier from Corinth, and I think he's a great superintendent. 
I think he's probably one of the most innovative minds in the education space in the state of Mississippi. Um, Lee, coincidentally, is the highest paid superintendent on that uh, district superintendent on that list. Yep. Uh, Lee's district also doesn't score very well often on the state accountability standard. Well, why is that? Because he's applied to be a district of innovation, one of ten in the, the state. And he doesn't he doesn't follow the Mississippi testing protocol, so he ends up getting marked down even though he's graduating more kids and putting more kids in college than a lot of people who are scoring higher than him. Yep. And so part of it is we've designed a system that doesn't allow for experimentation and innovation the way that Lee is experimenting and innovating. Yep. Um, and we score people in a way that doesn't recognize that hey they're they're not even doing this thing that we're scoring them on. Or they've done a modified version of this thing that we're scoring on, so it's really an invalid score. Yeah. Well, it creates a disincentive for people to do that, because who wants to go explain to their school board the reason that we're a C this year <laughs> is because I said to heck with that, and by the way, we're graduating more people and more people are going to college. It's like we're measuring the wrong thing. Uh, the KPIs we're applying here r- really aren't appropriate. That's a, a key performance indicator. Like, wow, you're such a, uh, a CEO. <laughs> Throw well, around, I got paid to do that. The lingo with the KPI, and I apologize for that. It, it wasn't <laughs> intended to, to. No, but you're uh, right. You're, it's true, though. We're, we're confusing the measurement with the goal, and the goal is preparing kids for life. And I would look at someone like Lee and say, at a minimum, he's shaking it up and disrupting and trying new things to get the most out of the kids in his district. And candidly, that's probably worth more than someone who's just checking boxes. Well, it is. I mean, that's the outcome we we should be seeking, not how well you do on test scores. And the tests that are made, I don't know, to some extent it seems like in a vacuum uh, that that really aren't even a a valid measurement of intellect and accomplishment and achievement. You know, and I could take it a step further, Russ. Perhaps at some point – even the K through twelve districts ought to ought to track the uh, the adult outcomes once the once the student uh, graduates from school they go to college what happens after college when they start working and uh, what sorts of income and, and economic outcomes are, are they achieving you, you can to some extent connect that to the quality or lack thereof of their education in the K in the formative years you certainly can no doubt no doubt and I you know I think that's the way that at Empower we're trying to track education performance it's going to take a little while to get the data but it really is about how many kids are getting a job yeah exactly how many kids are finding fulfillment in their job those sorts of questions are more indicative of, of the quality of an education than, oh, they scored X on an eight test. Now, there's nothing wrong with testing to, to see where progress is, but I think we often confuse a measurement tool with the actual objective. Uh, or, I totally agree, or, well, we sent this many, that's the big one, this many to college, but they're measuring it, uh, majoring in Russian prose or something, and they sure. get out and they got 100000 in debt and they can't get a job. That's ta- not- I was talking to somebody yesterday about this. I was like, you know, I went to Tulane for undergrad, and I had a bunch of friends that were paying full freight, and they were paying forty grand a year, <laughs> to get out and have a $40,000 a year job. So if you're just thinking about it from an ROI standpoint, from a business it's standpoint, crazy. right? It's an, it's an insane investment. Um, there, there's, there's all sorts of stuff we could talk about there. The, if I can just say one more thing yep. around the idea that we started with, which is all this money that's in yeah. Mississippi. I mean, one, if I'm a state leader, I should be very concerned about how do we track this money and make sure it doesn't get wasted. Two... It can't end up being spent on recurring things 
All that does is elevate the budget in a way that's unsustainable. Three, and I've heard some people make suggestions like this, let's take this pot of money and let's divvy it up between the 82 counties. There couldn't be a more frivolous way to waste something that I would argue we probably didn't need in the first place. But if we've got it, let's use it on big capital expenditures that we wouldn't otherwise be able to deal with. Let's spend it on the biggest problems that we've got as a state. And on the education pot, let's spend it in a way that ensures that there's more innovation, more experimentation, and that we can cover some of the learning gaps that have been created by COVID, not on recurring expenses. Completely agree. Also, Willie and Carnes on the ceasefire text line says we need a voucher program in order for parents to take money to the, from the public schools, and the money follows the child. I mean, this is the essence of what Empower was founded on, right? Yeah, so, we agree. That education has to be student-centered. <laughs> we absolutely. agree. Thanks for joining us, Russ. We'll be back uh, with the final segment on the JT Show after this break. Stay with us. Richland Mitsubishi summer vacation sales event was so successful that we're extending it for another month. That's right. All month long, we're celebrating the red, white, and blue with a vacation from your car payment. July is vacation time at Richland Mitsubishi. That's right. We're offering no payments for the entire summer when you purchase a new Mitsubishi. Coming now. Pay only $1.99 per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi Mirage G4s. We have the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross and the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander in stock right now. And make no payments for the entire summer. And we're giving you a free 40-inch TV with each purchase. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. No matter your past credit history, we'll work to get you approved. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring us your trade, we'll give you a top dollar for it. So if you're ready for a vacation, then get to Ridgeland Mitsubishi for no payments for the entire summer. Ridgeland Mitsubishi, when nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road, call 896-9600 today. Or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi DNS Diamonds is a quaint little jewelry store located on Market Street in Flowood. Our specialty is offering great values on jewelry you typically won't see in other stores. From antique and estate to our own custom designs. From decadent to affordable. You never know what you'll find on your next visit to DNS. And if you have unwanted, broken, or out of style jewelry, we can purchase it, consign it, or help you repurpose it. DNS Diamonds, where the N stands for Newton. 144 Market Street between Mia Bella's and the Great American Cookies. At Green Home Solutions, we make air better. Indoor air pollution can cause health risks such as asthma, eye issues, itchy and sore throats, respiratory problems, and skin irritations. Green Home Solutions provides you the indoor air quality you want for your home or business without indoor air pollutions and without the use of harmful chemicals. Create a balanced, healthy, and clean environment with Green Home Solutions. We make air better. Call me, owner Michael Keaton, at 601-988-7840 or look for us on Facebook. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. 
Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Jake Mangum here. I got a lot of love from Mississippi in my time with MSU. Fans, friends, family, and teammates gave me more support than I could have hoped for. Farm Bureau Insurance was one of my supporters then, and they continue to take care of me day-to-day as my insurance provider. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. At Pearl River Resort Casino, we're keeping it real safe for our employees and guests. Electrostatic spray, chip cleaning, and mass thermal temperature scanners are in use throughout the property, including advanced UV cleaning technology to keep rotating handrails safe to touch. State-of-the-art air filtration systems keep the air you breathe safe and clean. So get back and play at Pearl River Resort Casino. We're keeping it real. Real fun, real winning, real safe. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, the great George Jones. That is an obligatory tune here on the show on Friday, y'all. It's also International Beer Day. Beer? Yeah. Like, to celebrate beer, not celebrating international beers. Okay. It's around the world. Around the world? Yeah. International Beer Day. Uh, Does that mean you're supposed to uh, take some swigs of beer? I would presume so, in <laughs> celebration. Every day is a celebration for something to sell product of some sort uh, these days. Uh, wow. That was a great interview. I appreciate Russ uh, coming on the program. Always insightful and informative. On the ceasefire text line, we were talking about this uh, m- this construction of charging stations <laughs> in the light poles. So the people without garages can charge their Teslas in Kansas. I'm not making it up either. This is true. Uh, I subscribe to a a, um, a technology periodical that focuses on on cities, on municipal technology. We we were amongst the first in the country to start uh, installing public Wi-Fi, lighting up um, cities with. Uh, uh, access points that you would install on the cobra arms of light poles because there's power in there. You see right. the little hockey pucks on the top and oh, yeah. power in there. And so really pretty cool stuff. Farmers Branch, Texas was the first one we did. Believe it or not, that's a really uh, very high-end suburb north of Dallas there. But nonetheless, that's where this information came from. This is not nonsense from some some off-the-wall source. This no, no, is, it was... Sometime last week, there were pictures floating around the Internet of, I want to say it was in Ottawa, Canada. Yeah. For some reason, Edmonton's coming to mind. But there was a line of about 15 to 20 Teslas lined up, all waiting two and a half hours to charge. Because they had one place to charge. And they were all, 
they had all kind of bottlenecked at that one charging station and then they were going out all over canada it was different road trips just all converged on this one spot because it was the closest one you know the thing that I, I honestly believe about this and what triggered this thought was someone on the ceasefire text line says how much cash can you get for a charging station at a scrap yard the Biden administration has pronounced that they expect that 50% of the vehicles in this country by 2030, 50% will be electric. That sounds a little fast to me. But this whole concern and this, this obstacle, this hurdle of, of charging, technology is going to solve that problem, in my view. That, that's, a, that's a technical problem that will be resolved. Uh, it's just not there right now, right. but the idea of having to stop, plug in, charge for two hours, drive 250 miles, that problem is going to be solved. There's so much development in R&D going on with respect to battery technology, even charging technology, that uh, I think we'll get to a point where you I mean, want to... look at wireless charging. Correct. It's exactly what's happening, and there there is uh, sort of That's outdoor. a concept that was sci-fi a decade ago. It was, and now every car's got it, right? In the console, you just stick your phone on, and it charges, and, and uh, all the pads, you can buy and stuff like that. Or but, think about a flashlight. You don't have to go back all that far where you had the big, was it the 9-volt or the 12-volt with the little springs on yeah. the top that you had to put in the back of that big honker with the clicker, or if you had the the mag light that held like 8D batteries, <laughs> yeah. and it was pretty dim by comparison to what you can get with a little led and a watch battery nowadays very true that's a good point i mean it's gigantic fifty thousand uh disc drives fifty thousand dollar disc drives i remember that uh that had 40 meg on them to you know a, a, a thumb drive with a couple of gig or 10 gig on it terabyte now. yeah terabyte they got thumb terabyte drives. thumb drives okay, terabyte thumb drives they got terabyte sd cards now it's unbelievable so th- this problem that problem will be solved oh yeah that that's not worried about that it's just the rush to do it now you got to phase it in you got you got to do it methodically and you've got to implement an approach that just makes practical sense, not just, hey, we're stopping all the combustible engine vehicles all off the road today. We're not ready for that yet. But it's but it's coming. There's no question. And that, that's fine. Then that, their hypocrisy will be made plain when they don't get behind nuclear. I totally agree. That has got to be a part of a comprehensive energy strategy and the fact that right now that that's not being looked at as a solution uh, to our clean energy uh, woes and dirty energy and as a clean energy solution I should say it's just mind-boggling because it's just proven to be a, a really effective way to solve that problem what you see there I see you laughing somebody on the text line from the 662 <laughs> That double D mag light is still the ultimate two in one light slash bat. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Folks, it's been a, a tough week. We try to end it uh, on a on a bit of a high note uh, this week. We will obviously never forget uh, forever. Uh, our good friend and colleague JT Williamson. Try to have a good weekend. Rhino and I will be back in the studio Monday. Stay safe. God bless everyone. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.